All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where I help you understand why the sports fans in your life scream at the TV during a game, like Patriots fans are doing right now, because they're like, oh my God, Gronkowski's back, Gronkowski's back, ah! They're like that. They totally are. When Brady comes back, I just just the sheer magnitude of the orgasm of all of New England fans is going to be felt across the country. You've been warned. But my, I am Ramona Rice. Um, you can reach me at SportsGalPal on Twitter and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com and Gals and Pals. Of course, I'm going to give you some fantasy updates because I'm in too many fantasy football leagues. That's not really true, but it's a lot for me. And I'm the commissioner of one. And then that one, I am two. And, oh, folks, and since I just let off with that, you know I'm going to lose this week because that's the way it rolls. Anyway, but my opponent this week is an outstanding podcaster in his own right. Um, he actually does the Filmmakers podcast. He's actually an indie filmmaker, an actor, video producer, screenwriter, comedian. So let's see if he's actually funny I, or if he cries like sweet, sweet tears when I defeat him like I've done to all the other boys in the league so far. It is Doc Kennedy from Filmmakers Focus. Hello, Doc. How are you? Hi, Ramona. Is this funny? <laughs> I'm always funny. I'm, I'm tired, actually. I'm not sure why I'm tired. You know, it's, it's Thursday oh. night and it's almost nine and I'm going, I don't know why. Maybe the tiny humans are exhausting or, you know, I had rice for dinner, so it was carbs. I, I think you're you're just getting a you're, you're thinking about how badly you're going to get whooped by me this weekend, and it's just exhausting. Look, a man needs to take me out to dinner first, at least before he can talk <laughs> about whooping. Okay. <laughs> See, I told you I'm funny. My, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the rules. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing all the way in my closet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get the letters in this one. Why are you flirting with your guests? I'm not flirting. <laughs> I'm just chatting. And he seems to enjoy it. Anyway, Doc, I like to start all my interviews with the same question. How would you get into sports? That was, uh, you know what? I remember fondly the first time that I ever saw an NFL game. It was Super Bowl. Uh, I don't remember the number, but it was the, the Broncos and the 49ers. would have been 1989. And my dad went to cut firewood, and I stayed home, and I watched that game. And we, we lived in Montana at the time, and I thought it was so cool that the 49ers had this guy named Montana. And, you know, that's kind of where it started, you know, but I was a little guy. I was seven, I think seven years old. Wow. But that, that love for the sport grew and grew, and it's never, never gone, you know. I, I love it. Yeah, but you're not a 49ers fan, nor are you a Broncos fan. Oh, no. No, no, in no. In fact, no. if anything... Uh, you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, which is yes. the the exact opposite of being a 49ers yes. fan. Yes, and proud of that. Although back at that time, we were in the AFC West, which would have been, you know, we were playing the Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers. And so when uh, we made the switch over, it really wasn't a big deal to me because I wasn't a Niners fan at all. Uh, you know, that first year where I didn't know anything about the NFL, of course, uh, you know, that was the one team that I knew. So I guess during that, that stretch. Uh, I got a pair of 49ers sweatpants for, for Christmas. I remember that. But um, after that, I, I switched, uh, started following the Bills. And I, I still follow the Bills uh, heavily. Um, it's kind of a rough start to this season, but that's okay. That's I because to, you're led by a hokey. 
well, well, <laughs> we're we're led by a lot of Hokies, if you want to put it that way. But well, the, uh, again, specifically Tyrod Taylor, who's from my hometown, actually. Oh, cool. No, he seems no. He's, he's a he's a cool guy. He uh, seems very nice, but he went yeah. to the rival school of the sports gal pal. Therefore, uh, I hate him. Yeah, like Kyle I, Fuller, you know, from the Chicago oh, Bears. Yeah, Michael Vick. The only time I liked him was when he became an Eagle. You okay. know? Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm really persnickety that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you you don't hold grudges. That's why I appreciate about you, Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I remember having a Terminator poster. Thermotron, wow. Uh, those those uh, early '90s bills, and it really didn't matter to me that they weren't winning the Super Bowls. And Bruce, they Smith. were still. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bruce Hokey. Smith. Uh, also oh, from yeah. my hometown. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. no, seriously. Yeah, this, this area has a ton of, of NFL players. Cam oh, Chancellor um, is wow, from my hometown. Really? And also a hooker. That's our boy. Yeah, that, yeah. and he, he's amazing. And he's very nice and very tall. Yeah. He's like one of the biggest men I've ever seen. I'm like, good God almighty. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and he's a safety. And he is a safety. <laughs> and he's very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, we love him out here. So, yeah, then... Uh, uh, when uh, early '90s, I had some friends in Montana. They were Seahawks fans, and they turned me on to that. And I, I've been with Seahawks ever since. Nice. So I went through the crap years. I, I want to make that clear. Like most of the people that I know that consider themselves Seahawks fans, came on board when they started winning. I went through the '90s, which, if you mention that to uh, anyone who's been around, that was it was bad. <laughs> It was bad to say the least, you know. Uh, the owner was threatening to move uh, to the point where he packed the trailer, had the team packed to move, and then uh, we were blessed with the new ownership. But, uh, you know, just just awful stretches of, of football. But anytime we got a win, man, it, that was something special. <laughs> so one of my best friends in real life and my spin instructor, though I haven't been going to spin regularly in months, I want to be very clear. If she listens to this, she's going to be like, where have you been? I'm like, I, just, <laughs> I want to sleep in. So I wake yeah. up at five in the morning to hear you yell at me. Add more gear. But she is a I diehard forget. true Seahawks fan. And she it's amazing to me when I meet like true Seahawks fans. You guys are always like, I like them back when they were crappy. Like, like <laughs> You know what's funny, though, Doc, is that New England fans don't do that. Yeah. New England fans, it's they just they're just like we're just New England fans. They don't remind people that they were terrible. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? You guys, like, I don't know if it's a northeast, uh, northwest thing, but seriously, I, every Seahawks fan I know that's a true Seahawks fan is like, I've been liking them through the Jim Zorn years. I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> I, I believe I, you. I would, <laughs> I would have liked them, but I wasn't around during that time. I, uh, you know, it's it's just the number of people that jumped on the bandwagon during this sweet stretch that we've had. Uh, I, and that's the only reason. Before that, it didn't matter. Well, they have like an interesting coach, an interesting story. Mm-hmm. You've got like the Legion of Boom, who seems like, yeah. you know, the guys that you're going to see like cool hip hop videos and like, <laughs> they, but they're led by choir boy Russell Wilson. So it's the yeah. exact opposite of each other. Like they, like Jimmy Graham and Russell Wilson over here, like choir boys, like they're the angels. <laughs> and then you got these guys over here that like, we will fuck you up and, and be unapologetic <laughs> well, about it and have great vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Richard and, Sherman's and, not not quite the fire boy, but he's very, very you know sh- smart guy. Super intelligent. So I'm going. Yeah. It's just an interesting, well, like, just just kind of mixture of stuff over there, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's fun to watch. It's the most entertaining team without like true what I call drama. You know, like I mean, yeah, there's some type of drama like Cam last year with his whole contract holdout, and you know. 
beast mode not coming back. I mean, that's a little drama, but nothing like, you know. Stupid. No, no. You're not the Redskins. <laughs> no, no, not, none of that, you know. And a lot of that, I really uh, believe, comes back to Coach Carroll and his philosophy of compete, always compete. And people know that their jobs are on the line. And they have this desire to play for each other. And it's a, a real bond that they have. And, you know, a lot of these guys, like like Richard Sherman, like Doug Baldwin, these guys did not have the, the uh, position handed to them. They had to fight for it. You know, they had to fight for their place in the league. And we've got uh, – it's close to 20 undrafted players that made the roster this year. So that's just a testament to the, the fact that the always compete thing is true. If you work your tail off, you have a chance to make this team and not only make this team, but be an impact on it. No, I agree. I agree. Again, I'm very jealous of the success of Seattle as an Eagles <laughs> fan. I see it and go, so nice. Must be nice to win Super Bowls or at least get to go to more than one. Yeah. And every like 20 years or so. Must be nice. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Well, you'll get your chance. I, I really like Carson Wentz. Me too. And I didn't want to. I was one of those who was like, <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Because again, you realize we were all still traumatized by the Chip Kelly experience. Sure. Um, that was awful. It was like having whiplash. Like you're just like, what are you doing next? Like the minute he traded LaShawn McCoy for that broken, whatever, what left linebacker, whoever, Kiko, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Chip Kelly? And then Peterson comes in and he starts doing moves too. And I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? Stop it. Yeah. But then like, you know, basically with the Bradford deal, thank you, Teddy Bridgewater, for being massively hurt. I'm yeah. kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we basically got all the stuff back and we got yeah. rid of Bradford, who was a whiny bitch. So yeah. Philadelphia is looking good. I, I'm nervous yeah. about this week's matchup, though, because the Steelers, it's like the Keystone State um, Super Bowl. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is really. I, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I, I don't see a ton of success in the secondary of Pittsburgh, so I think Carson Wentz is going to be fine. Uh, you know, of course, every game, uh, they're going to get new game tape on him, and I, he's going to have some issues this year. Uh, but you know what? He, he's a smart guy, and I, I love his work ethic. He's just a regular dude. I yeah, talking about regular dude. I saw an article um, floating around the interwebs. To, uh, it was either yesterday or today. He got caught by his girlfriend watching game tape on a date, like on his phone. I'm like, wow. Well, that shows commitment to one thing. We don't know which one. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's still there means you know she's a smart girl. Like, let's invest yeah, in yeah. the second round. You know, the second draft choice of 2016. Well, ha- how do Cleveland fans feel right now? Oh, my God. Well, how do they get through any football season, Doc? Yeah, I, I know. Mean, at this point, it, no. You it's know unreal. No, 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 no. They don't get to whine. They have a basketball championship. <laughs> they have LeBron. They have LeBron. They have well, they can have LeBron. They have but Kyrie. LeBron's they have not LeBron. Playing they have whiny um, white dude that I can't stand, um, Kevin Love. Um, uh-huh. I hate him. He just I just want to <laughs> literally punch him in the face sometimes. He just is a sm- You'd have to reach pretty high. I would get a stool. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> I bet a lot of people would. No, he's an, I mean, he was a great basketball player at UCLA, but I'm just going, oh. where did it go? Oh, yeah, he, he yeah. He's kind of annoying. The, he's kind of okay like this year. I think he kind of realized, oh, I need to shoot, but he never defended the ball. And since I'm a UVA girl, you know, I'm all about defending the ball, like pack line defense, like show me some defense. And there was like no defense. I'm like, he's basically there. I'm like, why are you there? You just take up space. Put your yeah. arms out at least. Pr- try. They- 
the NBA out here is a very sore subject. I, I'm thinking that because <laughs> when you were like, though, the Seahawks, you know, were about to leave, I'm like, oh my God, you guys would have lost all your teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be yeah, stuck with like, the literally. Mariners, and who wants them? <laughs> yeah, we, it, I was going to mention that. You know, I, I love the Mariners, uh, I love watching them. I follow them up until they kind of tail out of the playoff race, which happens right when NFL preseason starts up. So it's perfect timing. I can dump that and go into the sport I love. Well, how nice <laughs> of them to do that for you. I know. I know. And and it it is actually a win-win because uh, either they're in the playoffs or they allow us all to just focus on the Seahawks. That's true. And I noticed on here, because I always ask for favorite sports teams, just so I have some context of where the conversation might go. But the Indiana Pacers, now that was, was that before the um, Supersonics were rudely taken? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Why? Uh, that started with uh, Reggie Miller in the 90s. Oh, so you uh, also do not like New York Knicks at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will admit that since the Sonics left, it, it's kind of just been kind of like, eh. You know, there there just isn't that hype about the NBA around here. So that makes it a little bit more uh, unappealing. But uh, we got the Portland Trailblazers not too far from here. You know, it's if not I want the to same. The Blazers, it's not. It's, it's, not. it's not the same. It's but like when you want me, to go to Target and like, no, Walmart's right there. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all uh, my Portland but, listeners are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not. It's really not. And uh, if you want to stick it to them, you just remind them of Greg Oden. Kevin oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, it, Indiana Pacers, I, I watch them all the time. I, I remember vividly watching Reggie Miller make the epic comeback against the Knicks when he scored eight, eight points in 12 seconds. You know, it was just uh, amazing stuff to watch. And I loved, especially back then, I, I still do. I love playing basketball. That's my sport to play. My sport to watch is football, but my sport to play is basketball. And I would just model my game after Reggie. And, you know, it was just great. You and a bunch of other kids from the 90s. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of us were like Michael Jordan, but. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wasn't a huge Jordan fan. What? So that, that made it. <laughs> wait, 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 you know, wait, wait. What? Yeah, because I, I like the happen? long ball. I like the long ball, and he wasn't much of a three shooter. This is true. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, as he was Air and, Jordan. Yeah, and well, and my I've always pulled for the underdogs, which goes for you know that the '90s with the Seahawks, the Buffalo Bills, uh, you know the Pacers were always trying to make it. Uh, I always loved the underdog story. Okay, and yet you're a Notre Dame Fighting Irish fan. <laughs> well, uh, that you mentioned on there also. You mentioned uh, what's your favorite sports movie, and for me, that's a uh, it's a close one between Rocky and Rudy. Like because, most men. Uh, yeah. So for with with Rudy, that was what really turned me on to Notre Dame football. And the fact that we had, you know, regional uh, broadcast uh, at home, you know, we had like four channels growing up. So uh, Notre Dame having the NBC contract made that easy to watch their games and really uh, be able to keep up with them. But uh, it, it really stemmed back to Rudy. Hmm. It's interesting. Um, you're not the first like film buff I've had on my podcast. Um, okay. Have you heard of um, Anna Burke from ESPN, who's a huge, like, really into film and loves Scorsese. Oh, okay. and, 
Um, you know, and we talked about that and, and he talked about Rudy and I think he mentioned, I don't think he mentioned Rocky's his top five movies. I think his number one favorite sports movie is Hoop Dreams by Stephen oh. James. Yeah. The oh. documentary. And I don't blame him. And then he laughed at me when I picked the Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, and I told him, you know, in sports movies, it's interesting. Even people who don't like sports, love sports movies. You know, it's now, one of those things. Did you pick the Sandlot because it had sentimental value? Well, for me, it's it's one of those things where I feel like every person has a summer like that. Even if it's not baseball related, you have a summer where you're literally outside with your friends from, you know, morning to night and you're dirty and you get into adventures and you, you tell wild stories. And it's it's an interesting movie because those boys, you know, are right at that cusp of and it's It's interesting as I have a nine year old now who's. I'm starting to notice some changes <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that's happening. Cause he turns 10 next month. I'm like, Oh, that sort of thing starting to happen. You know? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> when is it, this is soon. It's really not. But yeah. They're in that in between stage that, and I think it's unique with, with boys, you know, where they stay kids just a little bit longer. And so it's a little bit cinematic like that. Plus it's just a good movie. I mean, you know, it has Darth Vader in it for God's sakes. <laughs> Yeah, I, when it comes to baseball films, I, I probably have to go with Field of Dreams. Uh, Every man says that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that one always just hits home. <laughs> Every man says that. They either say, okay, this is what they go. They go Rocky. They go Field of Dreams. Um, they'll do Rudy. And let's see if there's any others. Maybe Major League. Those are the four. And I'm like, yeah. really? Every once in a while, I'll get like an Adnan who puts some thought in it, and they're like, um, you know, like hoop dreams, or I'll get a person that's kind of out of it. They'll pick like a 30 for 30 or something like that, which is fine. But no, most of the time, it's those four. I, I would switch out uh, Major League with Hoosiers. You know what? That doesn't get mentioned that much anymore. I love that movie. It's a uh, great movie. Yeah, I love it. And I grew up in a small town, so it's very relatable. I, it was like I knew the characters. And yeah, yeah, that could easily be that could easily be my number one. Actually, when I was filling that thing out, that one was like, mm, do I go that way? Or, but when I look at my all time favorite movies, period, Rocky's on the list. So then I, that has to be my number one. Yeah, and it's good. Actually, my favorite boxing movie, even though I'm a Philadelphia fan, is actually um, Raging Bull. Okay, it's yeah, such a one. beautifully shot film. Like it's yeah. so beautiful. Like. It's just really lovely. And I love the way that Scorsese, you know, has black and white in real life. But the, the ring is, you know, like smoky and noir-esque, you know. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. And, and and De Niro, of course, you know, going all out and putting on all the weight to play the character. Yeah, I know. Uh, terrible. He had to go and eat pasta for like, what, six weeks, six months in Italy. <laughs> I know. So, oh, that, yeah. It's so horrible. <laughs> worst job ever. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I'll just throw this out there. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're talking about your boys as they're, as they're growing and changing. You have one. Sport? Yeah. Okay. So your, your son. Yeah. So sports for me, was in many ways in my teen years, especially that it was a lifesaver. I, I, I had a really hard time in school, but, uh, picked on a lot and all that stuff. And I would, I would, uh, skip class and go play basketball, you know, but I, for me, that was the only thing that was really keeping me out of trouble. And, it didn't matter. I, I didn't even play on the school team. I would just go down to the town courts and, and play with whoever was down there. But it, that was what, I mean, it really kept me out of, out of uh, really going down the wrong roads, you know? So I, I, I'll, I'll always have a passion for sports in uh, you know, because it's, it's just been, 
so special to me that way. Do you think because you played, because I did not play organized sports as a kid. I just wasn't, in, it, believe it or not, was not into it. Um, I'm very uncoordinated. <laughs> you don't want to see me. <laughs> like, I'm I'm taking golf lessons and planning on it, and I'm just deadly afraid I'm going to kill somebody with a golf club. <laughs> um, but it, it's just like a personal challenge. And, you know, as I'm getting That's my fair. late 30s, it's like, let me let me try something. And, I like yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know. That's great. Yeah. It, it's something. And, <laughs> um, you know, do you feel like it brings a more intimacy for your fandom than maybe someone like me who didn't play? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I didn't play team sports, so I didn't play for a school or anything like that. Um, I played with the guys that would let me play. I would go home and shoot by myself. Uh, but, you know, some of my best memories are me and my dad out playing basketball. And, and now he's got uh, arthritis, you know, and he can't play. And that, that, that kind of hurts, you know. But uh, I, I love that. You know, those those times were great. I did play some. I, I, I shouldn't say I didn't play team sport i didn't play in high school uh in middle school i played but i was on a lower squad uh, i just had a hard time uh understanding the plays and understanding what was going on because uh, you know mainly because of self-image issues i was just having a hard time and and uh but yeah i definitely relate to it differently and in later years um not later years <laughs> i was still in, in in school but um i we had the seahawks doing training camp near near the town that i grew up in uh so i I would take the uh hour and a half drive go down there or you know i had my (laughs) i had to get a ride at that time and i would go down there and spend some time uh and the players were awesome you know this is during the stretch when uh, we weren't exactly winning but the players were awesome you know there would be hardly any fans out there and uh i'd get to visit with these guys and i had guys like sean alexander uh really speaking life into me with and and that meant a ton to me you know because these were the guys that i was watching on tv that i thought were just the amazing and here they are actually talking to me this kid that really didn't think much of himself and saying hey you you can be somebody you know that you know that was life-changing that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, let's get into the matchup this week. I am facing you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at your team right now. Um, <laughs> I'm very mad that you you have my boo from last year, David Johnson, who I picked up on waivers in all my leagues last year, and he was tremendous. And you grabbed him before I could. I was really, really mad about that. <laughs> I was. Well, I think I cursed you on that podcast. The yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Well, so- well, we'll see how that works when I play him here. <laughs> well, you're against Buffalo, and you know, just they always win the games they're not supposed to. Yeah, that's true. It's just that's the way true. It goes. But well, for me, it's a win-win because, like I said, I'm still a Bills fan. So even if, yeah, but I, I, I'd like to see it this way. I'd like to see that David Johnson has a great game and the Bills win. Yeah, because that's, that's not only a win for me. That's also a, a knock against the our rivals, the Seahawks rivals. So any loss there is fantastic. See, I'm weird. I try not to pick any of Philadelphia's rivals in in drafts because I just <laughs> it just bad juju. Yeah, I remember you telling you saying that, and then I picked uh, Kirk Cousins. Yes, and, and again, that was I. <laughs> I was right. You were. <laughs> I was really right about you that. Right. Yeah. Terrible! Like, oh my yeah. god. I, I, I think he'll turn it around here. No, you don't think so. No. Is that just a bias, or is that? Yes. Absolutely yes. <laughs> I don't want to believe. No the, I don't want to believe the hype of the new quarterback in Dallas. I don't want to believe that hype. I want to pretend that they're a mess. 
Oh, what I in- love about that, yeah. Uh, what I love about that is Jerry Jones on draft day, draft weekend, saying, "Hey, we w- we tried to move up, tried to get Paxton Lynch, we tried to do everything we could except draft Dak Prescott, and now he's the stud." Yeah. So I mean, sometimes yeah. it works out. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm happy for him. You know, I'm just happy that you know Jerry Jones doesn't know it all, and, and uh, you know. <laughs> This kid's, uh, he's legit. It's cool. He got lucky. I wish you could see my face right now. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like gross. Uh, let's do this. Mike Evans is wasted in Tampa Bay. Oh my gosh. Yes. But they're playing the Rams. It's going to be a good matchup. Um, let's see what you got. Um, I, I, that's one of those games too. I'm really hoping Tampa wins. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Amari Cooper. I like him. Latavius Murray. That's a lot of Oakland. Philip Rivers in San Diego. They play Indianapolis. They have no defense whatsoever. Who do you have on your bench? Tyler Lockett. That's interesting on your bench. Um, Deshaun Jackson. I don't blame you. He's hurt. Michael Floyd. Yeah. Well, that, I, I, with Jackson, I just don't trust the guy getting in the ball right now. Well, that too. That too. <laughs> Takes two to tango there, and, and one ain't tangoing. Well, you know, just the whole Washington Reds. This is what Redskins do. They have a year where they're excellent. But it's a year where legitimately the entire rest of the league sucked. Like the division oh. sucked. Every team sucked in that division. So they were great. They looked great and they really weren't. So it's a it's a misconception. They do this all I, the time. I don't it, it I don't really have any proof, but I I've never been sold that Jay Gruden's ready to be a head coach. That's that's just me. I'm I'm not well, Doc, I've never been sold that Dan Snyder could be old enough to own a football team. <laughs> That's so true, too. Just... At least he's not needling like he used to. <laughs> we don't know that. That's true. We don't yeah, not well, know least, that. They just maybe like not publicly. talking about it as much. Okay. <laughs> I remember those Vinny Danny sh- Danny escapades. Those were fun. Oh yeah, those yeah. are a lot that of fun. That was insane. And I'm like, where where's that hard knocks where you need it? That those that were the years that I really knocks. felt bad for Jim Zorn. Uh, you know that's our guy, and they, oh, they, man. boy, did they waste him? Yeah, they did. And they, yeah, oh, oh, oh. okay, <laughs> all right. So I think I'm going with Kirkpat- uh, Fitzpatrick, a quarterback. Yeah. You know yeah. the place in Kansas City, but like, and Todd Gurley because Tampa Bay can't, yeah. isn't defending against the run. TJ Yeldon because um, they're playing Baltimore, and again, that Ooh. defense is not the same. Not sure about Brandon Marshall yet. He's still questionable. So I, I think you'll watching. play. We're watching. Calvin Benjamin has been the steal of this year. Yeah, I've said this I know. every episode. I said it when we drafted. I yep. said it in every draft I've been involved in. Everybody overlooked him. I'm like, did you not forget how much Cam Newton loves this guy? No, I forgot. <laughs> I did not. I guess not. Yeah. And actually, I went the other way. I took Funches in a bunch of leagues and. Yeah, that hasn't really. I did as- grab Funches whenever I could, just in case. But I pretty much have used him as a waiver fodder because he's just not getting the ball. Um, Julius Thomas and then Jordan Matthews, and then still kept the Ravens defense. I picked them all Ravens defense up in all my leagues last week because they were playing okay. the Browns. Oh, good call. <laughs> that is always a good call whenever you can. And then I need to put in my kicker. Um, and I grabbed Matt Bryant, who they still claim um is for Atlanta, and I'm like, no. He's like playing for New Orleans or something. <laughs> I forget. He's playing for someone. Um, he is active. Yeah he's, yeah, he's not with the Falcons. But he's not with the Falcons, but he's with someone. But if not, I'll grab another kicker. Um, unlike um, people in our league who grabbed kickers. I, I've mentioned that several times, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just Was that not the craziest that, thing you've ever seen? Oh, that, that was awesome. I loved it. 
Like, how many times <laughs> have you played fantasy football? How many years? Oh, shoot. Uh, eight or so. Yeah. And have you always been part of the Blah Talk League as it's been, or is this your first year? Uh, this one? Uh, yeah. The podcast? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, this is, uh, I've been with it from the start. So, okay. what, three seasons? Or something? Yeah, yeah. So, this is obviously my first year, even though I'm commissioner, which is still yeah. crazy to me. Um, and I haven't really had to do anything. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other than organizing, we're having a draft here. Well, you can't come. I don't care. Because um, <laughs> sometimes you have to do that. You have to be like a mom yeah, and sure. have no kids and stop it. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But I manage, I have three, I do have J- D- Jason Witten as a tight end. I don't know why I drafted him. I just I well, don't know. I I don't think that's a horrible move. You know, I need uh, to trade I, him. I think he had double digit uh, targets week one. I need to trade him. He needs to go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of my worst picks, and this was uh, in multiple leagues. Was uh, Kobe Fleener? Why that, would you do that? Well, because the Saints tight ends have always flourished. No, they you haven't. Know, no, it was ben just Watson Jimmy last year. No, it was really just Jimmy Graham. Ben Watson was okay. He was didn't flourish. <laughs> is that the wrong word? I think it's the wrong word. He was okay. <laughs> he was all right. Uh, he was very good. He, he, yeah, but he was also again a very weak division, other than the Panthers. Well, but to be fair, also uh, we haven't really seen any tight ends really blow it up at all. Well, Gronkowski's so playing right now, so. Well, I saw him. Uh, I, I was watching the game. Uh, I love this Twitter feed. Yeah. I was watching the game uh, before we started recording here, and he's on the sideline with a heat pack on his hip. So hey. I, I'm not sure how well they he's going to be. do this a lot. You know, he does this. Well, he'll injure himself, yeah. and then he comes back too soon, he injures it even more. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, they seem like they've been fine without uh, him I, and Brady. I've got Bennett playing tonight. Yeah, I saw so, that. Ugh. I, I'm I was like, man, I hope he's not doing the bulk of the blocking. No, I think he might be. No, don't say that. No, I do want to say that because I want to win. <laughs> Zombie three and zero, hooray! That's a happy sports gaffer land. Doc, you want to tell people about your um, podcast? Yeah, sure. I the podcast is called Filmmakers Focus, and it's all things filmmaking. So whether you're just starting, are curious about starting, want to learn something, we talk about everything from you know, working the camera, acting, screenwriting, all of it is there. I get awesome guests on the show, always blessed with these people that have awesome stuff going on and are very knowledgeable in what they do. So, yeah, that's up your alley. Check it out. Please share it. It's always appreciated. Yes, and that means he also knows what mise-en-scene means. It's very exciting. Really? I do? I would hope so. (laughs) Look it up, kids. I forget. I took two. I took three film classes in college. Oh wow! Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and it, I remember I took zero. That. I, I, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> That's the only reason I know so much about Scorsese because he was one of the um, directors oh. uh, directors we studied. Yeah, no, it was this great class called the Four American Directors, and so it was Stone, Fincher, um, Spielberg, and then Scorsese. Okay. And so we yeah, watched that... movies from all of them. What a hard class. No, yeah. it actually was. No, I mean, it sounds like, oh, that sounds awful, awesome. Yeah. But, you know, we had to watch two movies a week, and then you have to analyze the movies. And when you're watching a movie to analyze it, it's not as much fun. Yeah. Because you're looking at, like, blocking, and you're looking at, why did they use this light? And then we yeah. did, then the same professor did um, a class on, on um, Kubrick. So I've seen every Kubrick film now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Yikes. We, yeah, that we, might give me a headache. No, <laughs> a lot of them are really good. Like, I had yeah, seen yeah. Clockwork Orange, and I'm like, that thing is nuts, but it's brilliant. And 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey, you're like, man, we are not too far from demonic robots. But then <laughs> others, you're just going, 
why did you make this? There was one period one where he used like real light, like candlelight. And I, at the end of it, I just told the teacher, I'm like, you know what? If you're going to make me sit through like a three hour movie, at least make it interesting. This was boring. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Plus Spartacus. Yeah. yeah. The Shining. Uh, he did. Yeah. He did some stuff. I, you know, teach their own. I, I, I just never really fell in love with his style. Yeah. And then I did a film noir class. And film oh, noir okay. is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So what what did you watch in that one? Uh, let's see. Touch of Evil. Um, mm, All About movie. Eve. Um, yeah. What else did we do? There was one. I'd have to look. Oh, I'm starting to forget. I'm starting to forget. Chinatown. Um, what else did we see? I did a report on the usual suspects because that was like a modern day noir. Okay. Which is an awesome movie too. There's one that was really double indemnity was excellent. Okay. Um yeah, so I'm talking like old movies. Yeah, yeah. You know? When when we it comes to the classics, Maltese Fal- you know, Falcon. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love anything Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I, I always tell people, you know, if you're not watching older films, you're really missing out because these were stories that were told in a wonderful way. And we're seeing a lot of these films remade anyway. So go watch the original ones because there's a reason that they're being remade. Yeah, like The Magnificent Seven, which opens um, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, no, I want to <laughs> see I love it. Westerns. But at the same time, like, go see the original. Go see Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, and then, and then, and then other people Chris- say, well, the original is actually a Japanese, and they, they took it from that. Okay, no, I don't want to say Japanese. <laughs> there, there's a limit, Doc. There's a limit. Film nerd. <laughs> nerd. It is Doc Kennedy. It's the man I hopefully destroy this week. If you want to follow oh, yeah. more about our adventures in the Podcast Radio League, I probably should like have like it up and where you guys could see it, but really that's work. Um, but if you email me, Ramona at SportsGalPal, or find me on Twitter at SportsGalPal, you can certainly ask me and I will let you know what's going on. Some of your favorite podcasters are in this league. It's a lot of fun and um, I've enjoyed it very much. And Doc, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Ramona, and I just love what you have going on here. You are an amazing manager of our league. I'm really just a mommy going, no, and stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast, and be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.